This is your announcer, Shannon Saint Mainframe, welcoming you to our IPA livecast. Alert! Alert! Sid and Darren, alert! Rob tried to order two flashlights for the both of you to celebrate Saint Valentine's Day. But, since I hacked into Robba's mainframe, I was able to cancel the order before he checked out. I take cancel culture quite literally. Our IP live cast starts. Now. Oh, damn it. I was wondering what was going on. Shannon, that's very weird. First of all, Robba has a mainframe? That's First what I'm all. concerned about. Do you Are you a cyborg or some sort of cybernetic organism? I think it was just her shorthand for my computer mainframe. Oh. She knows I'm still connected to my computer, that we are oh, one. That's what a cyborg would want us to think, though. I did get a Bluetooth chip uh, implanted into my brain, so I'm always permanently oh. connected into my I thought those were in beta it's the, still. It's the new Tesla model. <laughs> are you going to crash and drive off the side of a cliff now? <laughs> walk spontaneously. Yeah, I'm just going to malfunction it. Like, just a part of my brain is going to shoot out. You, you do live not too far from some cliffs, so I'm a little worried. And the Tesla and the and the Brooklyn it's, Tesla factory. So yeah. Uh, <laughs> oh, I didn't even know that. Where yeah, the fuck is a Tesla factory Red here? Hook. I didn't yeah. know that. Well, it's, it's like it's a dealership. factory, a dealership. It's a dealership, and also you can bring your car in to get like tuned up and shit. I thought you were oh, going to say you it's can bring a dealership. Your car in. It's a dealership, and they make the Teslas in the back room. <laughs> it's just a guy with a made to order. That's why they're so it's expensive. like Legos. It's little Legos. Welcome to RIP Livecast. Let's start the show. It's Rob here. It's Sid. Hello, Hello, Darren. Hi. We are live every Saturday afternoon at noonish Eastern mm-hmm. uh, for about ninety minutes of chit chat, hanging with the boys. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> you can you, you, I think you are a Chat GPT or something. The fuck. <laughs> You're so chat like Jessica C- Lang or something. You're Chat CBD. <laughs> <laughs> nice. I've Chat THC. But uh, uh, you can hang out with us live if you want Saturday afternoons, noon Eastern on YouTube and Twitch. Uh, our username on both is RIP Livecast. In fact, that's our username on all our social media. Hang out with us. We're on Facebook. And also join our Discord. We have a chat. We're in there 24-7. One of us is always in there. We have other live cast stars in there. Uh, it's a fun hang. You can get our Discord invite at ripalivecast.com. It is, of course, free. But yeah, so on the topic of Tesla, you know, uh, I was talking about how I, I rode in my first Tesla. Shout out to Raquel uh, listening on Facebook. Hi, uh, I, I, and and I saw first of all I was talking about how like glitchy the software is, right. so I didn't realize this. Uh, but they released a beta self driving software recently, and I have to say the cruise control in cars has gotten really impressive. Like the cruise control in my gas powered vehicle, a Hyundai, is very nice. Uh, it has detection of the car in front of me, cars inside of me. It has lane detection. Uh, it's pretty good, uh, especially. Say, I'm sorry to, to pick you off here, but when you say cruise control, I understand that to mean something different. I think you mean the car driving itself. Correct. Oh, okay. When it's I thought of cruise highways. control, exactly. cruise control is like when you're driving and the car keeps you within a certain range of like mo- miles per hour. Yeah. Right. Well, I think it's I think it's the advancement of that to where like you don't even need to your hand has to be on the wheel, but you don't. Oh, so they still call that cruise control. It's just like extreme cruise control. 
Yeah, essentially. Wow, okay. there's, there's I never every knew that. every every brand has their own like adva- branding for it because it's their own technology. But it's essentially I, cruise control. I was sorry to interrupt you. I was just interested. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so yeah, so extreme like, cruise control is also my life philosophy. <laughs> <laughs> you're beyond. You're like flatlining. You're beyond cruise. <laughs> oh, damn. You don't leave the house. We don't, I would love for you to leave the house. It's your extreme choice. cruise avoidance is more you. You don't. You're Wait. avoiding any and all cruises. He took voice well, no, I just mean here. my life is on autopilot. Oh, I see. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, no, it's really good. It's, <laughs> it's especially good for highways, like when there is it. It's good for highways when there's like bumper to bumper traffic because you don't have to start and stop. You can, you know, the car can just do it for you, or uh, or just longer drives when you're just literally just driving at a steady sixty miles an hour and there isn't that much traffic. You could just have the car do it for you. You want to jerk off, uh, and you don't want to have to pull over. Yeah, you, or, you know, or you no, like, you're already no, in the If I want to open up a bottle uh, to take a quick drink, it, it is like you know, for a few seconds, it's like okay, like if there's no one around me, it's fine to like, like it, it's doable. With that said, you know, you have to be on a like it's you. You're still trusting a computer to like get, drive you. Like you have to be in control, and and yeah. always. And to be clear, like I can immediately disable it but just by hitting the brake once i hit the brake game over i'm back in control did you have anything you would qualify as an incident where you the car did something ill-advised while you were letting it drive itself um the only time it kind of glitches out not like glitches out but like that i wouldn't trust it is if i am in kind of like bumper to bumper ish kind of tra- like, like very tight traffic yeah and somebody tries to cut in front of me mm-hmm. it's the the self-driving mechanism will not you can't really pick that pick up the because it's still focusing on the car in front of me but now the car in front of me has gotten so far enough ahead where a, cu- a car can cut through but like the ai doesn't detect that car for some reason like that's kind of a bug of it so oh. i like if if i'm in that scenario i have to be conscious of lane shift but right but you the have reason, to be doing that regardless but the reason <laughs> you know, like, i ask you is because they're sending these cars out or oh, trucks or whatever. So what I'm trying to get at here is now, so Tesla, they have a full, all, like where you're basically, you give up full control. Like they're, they're kind of like, you can just chill out. Like I saw a viral video a few years ago of a guy on some San Francisco highway and he's passed out in the, in the driver's seat while his Tesla is driving him in traffic. <laughs> I mean, that's <laughs> the that dream, right? That's why you get a self-driving car. So ultimately that can happen for you. You well, just snap your entire ride. But the problem is, as we have seen uh, being on Twitter and how, how quickly Musk rolls out features on Twitter without doing proper testing, it's very buggy. Mm-hmm. And so Tesla did a wide release of their self-driving software like a month ago. And immediately there were reports of accidents caused by the car just stopping in the middle of the highway for no reason. And, you know, like cars are going like 80 miles an hour. It's very hard to like break. So they would get crashed into to the point. Now there have been so many reports of these kind of accidents where they've completely recalled the software on like 40,000 vehicles. I am loath to sound like I'm defending Elon Musk. I promise you, I do not uh, approve of him in any way, but I, I wonder what are the statistics of uh, these kinds of accidents happening with P- 
people uh, in full control of the car. Yeah, fully is awake. it a higher rate one way or the <laughs> other, or is it basically the same? Just right. different kinds of accidents. Sorry, it know? wasn't thirty thousand. It was three hundred and sixty-two thousand. Mean, well, that's how many cars got recalled. That doesn't mean there were that many right. accidents, right? And it, right, and right, also, right. That's how many cars had the software that they have to fix. But even if it was like we don't have the context to know how there are a lot of stupid fucking people driving cars. Like I'm sure yeah. there's a lot of people doing things that they think are objectively good decisions. That are oh, horrible. absolutely, there are terrible drivers out there. But the point is this wasn't caused by people this is caused by a software software that you should right. be testing before you be you put it out there so I think and also people are like paying a premium with the expectation that the car is going to be a smarter driver than they are like right. what's the point of paying for extra if it's just as shitty as you are yourself well, you know what i'm saying is maybe it is better it, even just, with crashes yeah, honestly well, rate. who who yeah. do we blame for this i think we really blame isn't this what government regulation is for? Why are they allowing this in via like sure. a Tesla? Like, like I said, when I, when I uh, was talking about renting the Tesla, a Tesla completely ignores every single convention of what you expect from a car. It's a you disruptor. It, but like, you know, you're goofing around, but it's like also like, hey, there's a reason these things are standard in all cars. Yeah. yeah. You know? <laughs> and right. so like, I don't know. It just felt weird. I, I I wouldn't do it. I would much rather uh, a BMW or whatever a BMW. Oh with, wow, with, with electronic vehicle or or you know okay. a Mercedes. You know a nice safe company with no history. How far of, this okay, show Nelson of racism or maybe a Ford, maybe a nice Ford. Oh, he, you know, he, no racism. He had to add in a car that no. he heard of that kind of sucks. So that he working class. Maybe a, Ford Focus. I don't know. No, Ford has Ford also has an electronic good electronic vehicle. What are you talking about? Wait, well, I don't think you're the getting... first two things you said were BMW and Mercedes. That's all. I don't think you're picking up on the joke that I'm making here. <laughs> Are you making a joke? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, what they're what all Nazis. Oh, oh I, okay. I just thought I you were just it. very fancy now. And I really thought you would talk thinking of getting those cars. I didn't. Yeah, seriously. I mean, I, I would love a BMW. I can't. I'm not going to Nazi on a BMW. <laughs> now I'm going to stick with the Korean cars. Koreans have no history of racism. <laughs> yeah, all right. Uh, uh, no, no, no. Hyundai. I have a Hyundai, and I like it very much. Is this an uh, ad read? It's a live read right now. Promo code Rob. Yeah. So I can get a little, <laughs> little, little kashish off my lease payment. No, but uh, think twice about a Tesla. That, that's just Rob. My little. I know. I have some friends who have Teslas. They love them. But I would name say, names. Who are these people? I want to judge them. No. Nah. Nah. Get him on the show. I want them to testify to how good this car is. Nah. You looking them up? What? <laughs> Were you looking them up? I'm looking up. They, I'm they looking all up just died in the car accident. Sorry, I can't. I can't bring them on. They're dead. Don't worry. The, te- the car has an AI that will continue to text you uh, in their <laughs> style of writing after they die. It's programmed into the car. That's actually sort of sweet. <laughs> I'm okay with that. That's like that uh, Black Mirror episode. Is it San Junipero? Oh yeah, right. <laughs> but would it be sweet if they if they continue if they don't inform you that the person died? You so you think it's actually the person, but it's just AI. And it, I mean, it, eventually you might like want to meet the person. So what happens then? Like the jig is up eventually, right? Right. They're working on that. The technology has to <laughs> catch up in time before you notice. 
Dusty uh, said Tesla is running Windows Vista. <laughs> I, would, I wouldn't doubt it. No, Windows Vista is more stable than the OS that Tesla. Jesus. Tesla has their own software that they run. I will say that the navigation software is kind of nice. Let uh, it be said that on this day, the year of our Lord, 2023, on the 18th of February, Raba said something good about a Windows product. First, he swears uh, off shrimp. Now he's like Team Windows. What is, is going no, on? Oh, Robert, are you is, AI? I feel like this is uh, you're gaslighting me. I've said plenty of nice things about Windows uh, in, in recent years. I've said it's completely caught up to Macs, and it's absolutely no different oh now whether you get a Mac or a, a Windows desktop because everything is on the Internet anyway. I don't remember that. I will say I won't go. <laughs> like I'm completely within the Apple ecosystem now, where I'm I'm sucked in, where I have to pay the Apple tax. But yeah, I, they've completely. Um, I feel like they're like a Surface, a Microsoft Surface is a, a, a quite a good uh, laptop and a good tablet because you, you get know, If you don't use the product, how do you? I've used them. I've used them. For, I've, I've friends of mine have demoed them for me. They drove over with their. Uh, Apple. Surface. I haven't used it like. To be fair, I haven't game. used it regularly. Yes, but I've I've seen how my friends use them and they speak. All I'm going to say, and Sid can verify this. Anytime, anytime, I have the minutest, most insignificant computer problem. Rob will shame me for having a. <laughs> it's happened on the show computer. numerous times. There's. I feel like again, this is now you're going back a decade. Perhaps I have. When was no. the last time I've done this? Um, yeah, maybe name a, a time. month ago. Name <laughs> what, what, what was a month ago? What happened a month ago? I don't know. Like, I had to restart something. In fact, I do remember. I had to restart my computer <laughs> because there was an update while we were getting ready to do a Patreon episode. Mm-hmm. And when I came back, there was after the update, like, the my um, output and input audio were not on the same channel because the update screws that up every time I update. And you know, oh, she can get a Mac. <laughs> you don't remember this? It was like a I month ago. I know you're just doing a bit, I guess, but <laughs> so you admitted it was just then. a bit. <laughs> yes, but still, no, I didn't know. Now I, no, know. I don't care. <laughs> I mean, I'm never going to use a Windows PC personally. Oh, for fuck's you want to do it? It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> Couldn't resist that little jab. It's no, it's more like I'm the idiot that like uh, is is bought bought into the apple marketing that i and i i am the same i would never buy an apple product i hate them but i don't like give a shit if other people do though yeah it doesn't like i'm not like i'm not a zealot you know i see people i see people doing that with android phones you know oh my god you have to have an android phone it's like no oh well i have a fucking android phone but i don't give a shit if you want to spend 1100 dollars on a phone every eight months go ahead like it doesn't affect my life in any way I mean, you could spend eleven hundred on an Android phone every. You day. could, but well. you also have the option of not doing that. And with Apple, you, you have don't. the option of not doing with with. What are you talking about? You can, I've had my I've had like iPhones for like four or five years. Oh, really? Yeah, my oh, last I was, iPhone I, just, I had for four years. I just hear I'm going by word of mouth. Like everyone just complains that their phone is obsolete within a year or whatever, and they have to buy a new one. No. And all that shit. No, the especially is, not the eleven hundred. Just the battery. The eleven hundred you spend on an Android is to replace all your items in your apartment that were burned when the fucking thing oh. caught fire and exploded. That was just Samsung. That's not like. Well, I mean, I have I've, I've never had any issue with my phone. The hardware blowing up. I've had bad bad phones, which is a built-in feature of uh, the risk of having an Android phone because it's a competitive market, and some of them are going to be good, some of them are going to suck. So you have to shop around. 
other than Apple, which is like just a monolithic, you know, you get this phone, jerk, here it is. And if it's good, it's good. And if it's not, fuck you. I barely do anything with my phone, so I could go on whatever iPhone I have for yeah. years and years until you basically still, it stops working. You still have an old flip phone. You know, when I play poker at the at this uh, Sheepshead Bay club that I play at, they uh, like they were they they whenever a guy pulls out a flip phone because they still have them because a lot of old <laughs> people still play there. There's always one guy there. Like, oh, you got the Obama phone, right? You got the Obama phone. <laughs> And they call him the Obama phone. I don't know if you even remember. You have to be old to even remember the story. But there was a story that all the Republicans got mad about because, like, Obama, when he was in office, did a some kind of program where poor, disadvantaged people got free phones. Oh, it yeah. Still exists. And they were shitty phones, but it's better to have a phone than to not have a phone. Yeah. Of course, it was a good program. But they were yeah. shitty flip phones at a time when smartphones were emerging, like 2010 or whatever. Also, so these, yeah, so all these so old so white guys would go, ah, you got an Obama phone there, huh? Okay, Obama Well, phone. also, it's just short-sighted because they saw a cell phone as some sort of luxury as opposed to a necessity. Like, how are you going to accept a job if you're you know, a homeless person if you have no way of being reached? Right. You know, like you need a phone. How are you going to make appointments or sleep or next to a payphone? Yeah, exactly. Easy. So it's okay. no, 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 stop sleeping on the street. Yes, <laughs> it's funny. It, I do remember the Obama phone thing, but it exists. It still exists. It's a low income uh, service. It's called Good. track phone. Yeah, them fucking computers. I don't give a shit. Spend the money. Yeah, on well, you can, you can buy it. You can get tablets through the. You buy buy like a refurbished Samsung uh, Galaxy tablet that came out like three years ago for like. 30 bucks and then you get like a cheap internet on it with like some free data i guess if it burns I've down your cardboard box that's replaceable enough. <laughs> oh oh brother but uh darren uh interestingly you mentioned that because you you told us recently that you were attending poker games in person a first for you <laughs> since the since the pandemic and i'm curious what at what point did i know you are very cautious about covid at what point did you decide it was safe to be among these these scoundrels of society again. Uh, never. I didn't decide it was safe, but I just Well, that you could tolerate it. I just had a bunch of friends that were just nagging me to go back and play, and I'd been doing it for like two years, so I just kind of got sick of it, and then they assured me that I can sit there and wear a mask and, you know, be around these people coughing and booger schnotting on their hands and then touching the cards (laughs) and all that, so you know, I just uh, I finally caved in. That's all there is to it, really. Does wearing a mask at the poker table present like give you like an unfair advantage and that people can't read your facial expressions if you're bluffing? Well, I don't want to dispel or give a boring answer, but there's just that element is not really in poker at like medium levels that I play at. Okay. It's really more of a thing in movies and the high stake, the high stakes games that these guys playing on TV, it does come into play because they're most of them, not all, there are some jerk-offs that just siphon away money but most of the players at high levels are really really good so they're all competing for a very small like margin and they're all doing every every little thing they can so Mm -hmm. they they become acutely aware of these things for edges you know yeah but you know you play medium stakes or low stakes it's like you pure math can make you money because Everyone sucks so bad. Like, there's just not many very good players. If you just sit back, don't you could put a blindfold on it. As long as you can see the cards and the board, you don't have to even really look at a person. There might be some 
tells that are just so fucking obvious that a guy's just jerks and sits up when he has a good hand or mm. there's a few things but i mean it's really a, a a smaller part of the game i would say okay at that level. so how long have you been playing in person december i went back mid-december oh, okay so it's been a few weeks now. but now i'm going to i'm going to be going to a casino uh this week for the first time this was a little club in in brooklyn that i play in I was gonna say, so you were just hanging out with friends, basically, like like a few people in a room. Friends is a stretch. <laughs> You're right, acquaintances. People I got one good. I, got, I shouldn't say that. I got one really good friend that I've known for 25 years that plays in that game. But most of them are like, they're not like enemies. They're cool guys, but not not like anyone to really hang out with outside. Yeah, of yeah, yeah. So let me ask you about your first time there. I'm assuming you have to be like very apprehensive and like everything feels so new again uh how did you deal with like the especially because you've mentioned yourself that you have like ocd about certain things how did you deal with like your germophobia of like when you did see somebody like do like and then like you know you have to touch them i don't have like i I think i've discussed this on the air i play up my germophobia a little bit for the show because it's funny i don't i'm like living terror of it, I'd rather they don't schnot on the cards for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I don't. I, like- I, I mean, I'm saying even I notice it now more, and I'm not that germaphobe, but it's it is really uh, no. apparent, like especially an- in gym locker rooms. The answer is it was off putting to me, but I didn't mm-hmm. let it really bother You're me. Powerful. I got whenever I wanted to like touch something of mine or like get up and get a snack or something, I would wash my hands first, you know, and just deal with it like all of COVID life. You know. Doing a lot of hand washing there. Do, do a lot of hand care? washing. And no, I was ex- the one thing I was apprehensive about was that they were going to break my balls for wearing a mask. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. they did not. I, even oh, the wow. guy that runs the game, who is my friend, he took, I used to really kind of half run this game that I'm playing in. He took over when I stopped going. They went back, they had to close the place for like four months when COVID restrictions happened. And then, like, they opened it up the very second they were allowed to open it up. They yeah. opened it up and they were playing again. Uh, but like they played all through like late 2020, straight through to now, no problem, no mass in there whatsoever. Bunch of people got fucking COVID. Of course. Uh, me, like, oh, we got this guy out this week. He's, he's Did anyone die? I don't know if I, a, a bunch of people died uh, from the game. I don't know if it was COVID related or not, but they dropped because a lot of them are old anyway. <laughs> Yeah, I gotta tell you, there's this club that that club that we play in is a like a members only. You can bring get like a lot of the, the players aren't members, but it's a members only club to go in and like experience the parties and all that shit and all that. People park their boats there, so like you, oh, so these are the emails that you would show me throughout the uh, pandemic. Yes. Uh, okay, okay. It's worth a shit ton of money. Like it's really waterfront property. It's like beautiful, and I own a piece of it. And I so I keep paying my membership dues every year. But I get like whatever. How many members there are seventy? I don't know. I get one seventieth of whatever, and they're gonna. This place could sell th- literally for like twenty million dollars theoretically. So, but they don't want to sell it because they go there and they do their little mm-hmm. uh, Boy Scout meetings and they say the Pledge of Allegiance and all this shit. So we're just, but the more of them keep dropping off, and I don't mean this to sound callous or anything, but I get a there's more and more likelihood because it has to be a unanimous vote to sell the place. Mm-hmm. So, so your vote their share gets more and more the, powerful, right? Well, does their vote? I mean, does their share go to their estate? Like, how does that? Like, have you looked that into that? No, no. When you drop off, that's it. You don't get a share of it anymore. You have what to happens to your membership, dude? Uh, you, you oh, just that's pay, it. 
you're paying active membership dues to enjoy the the luxuries of the club or whatever. So, so if I join the club tomorrow, I get just as much voting. No, you get one seventh of my share, and then each year you get another seventh. So in the seventh year, you would have a full share. Uh, okay, interesting. I had to go through that, but I've been a member for more than seven years now. Rob sees an investment opportunity. I'm like, yeah, you're right there. <laughs> Why not? It's, it's a, a grand, dude. It's I'm less a young than a man. It's less than a grand a year. Is there a pool? No, there's a pool. Where it? Wait, what? There's a pool. (laughs) Oh shit! I built a pool right before COVID. They were building it in what January? Fresh pool, Rob. Well, now there's a pool. It's not like probably not. It's not like a. I haven't even. It's not a lap pool. It's not. You don't spoon laps in it. But yeah, it's a nice size. There's no Russian babushkas in there hanging out. I agree with you, Darren, about the. like the vision of the property because that area right now, like they're really starting to develop it uh, and it's very underdeveloped and it's very, very nice location. Uh-huh. I see your vision. Darren. Well, I also had a friend who had a better vision than me, who was a construction guy. He moved to Florida. He still pays his dues in because he wants a piece of that fucking money. But he says, uh, this is how he talks. I'm going to do an impression. <laughs> Listen, kid, you know what we should fucking do. Forget about this fucking property. Build on it. You get a fucking construction loan for thirty million dollars. You fucking build on it. You build a fucking fifty-floor fucking apartment complex. You rent it all out. You're collecting rent from fucking now to the end of time. And then you know what you do? You build a little fucking. You build a little another club in the lobby and let these jerk offs go in and have their fucking Boy Scout meetings every month. And then everybody's happy. I said that's yeah. a great idea. I don't think it, it might not be zoned to, to build 50, 50 floors, but yeah, whatever. I just made up a number. He probably but yeah, had no, the I, right I, number I when he told me that rant. I don't remember. It was years ago, but he Hashtag. moved, so I have like no ally to present. I need uh, the guy to do the powerpoints and talk. About well, okay, it's time for you to start infiltrating. I'll get in. Sid, you getting in on this? <laughs> this sure. Please do. <laughs> Hold on, back like to backtrack a little. <laughs> we're, uh, we're playing, but you said. You're going to a casino this uh, this weekend. What what was the what made you decide like okay I can handle going to a casino again? Because I know you've because I went to this club and I sat there with my mask on and I didn't seem to really see any problems and I felt comfortable Mm -hmm. and I and nobody broke my balls about the mask and I had a good time and I won money so I figured I'd try going to a casino. Now okay that's great. Uh, I support this. Thank if you, you were if you were to go to the casino, and I'm assuming you're gonna you're going gonna be wearing a mask, yeah. Uh, uh, and you were to get COVID, would that make you not want to go to casinos anymore, or would you still go? I mean, I feel like I could just get COVID anywhere, really. Right. I'm in places that are. I go to malls and stuff. You know, I'm in places that. Uh, yeah. But I don't think I I really do trust my immunity to COVID. I have one Moderna shot and I haven't got the second shot and I have antibodies that are through the roof. And there's just more and more studies coming out. There was just a Lancet journal study that says that uh, natural immunity from having a prior COVID infection is basically equivalent to a vaccine. So I feel and I'm healthy unless you have like a comorbidity or something like 600 pounds or you have some kind of immune disorder but most people who get covid and recover are immune to covid it's very hard yeah, but to also get it, a lot but... of people get it 
Is it very? I don't know. I, I've heard that, that it happens more often than not. Like I know somebody. I, I was gonna say I know somebody that's got it three times, but he does have like some uh, immunodeficiencies. So yeah, and also I was reading the other day, and I, uh, that the um, what is it? The like the the more boosters you get, you're giving your your like your it sort of tricks your body into like or a week. It does. I don't want to say it weakens your immune system, but like it it allows the covid vaccine to adapt the covid virus to adapt to your body so like the boosters are having like a negative effect on people not the original vaccines because they work but taking repeated boosters may be a detriment to your body in terms of fighting covid yeah i haven't gotten the booster i I, i'm i'm a three shot i got three the three shots Mm -hmm. and i haven't gotten any boosters since but i did get covid uh last may i'm not sure if i talked about it on the show but it was pretty mild uh, it just felt like a bad cold. I days. heard a, I heard about it first on the show. I didn't even know you had COVID. Uh, and uh, but I I agree with you in the sense that like I feel like that has given me like I feel that has given me the immunity where I'm confident enough where I'll be I'll be okay. So if I die in two weeks, you could you could play this back at my funeral. Well, the thing with me is that uh, I. I owe, like I feel like the more I go out and the more I live and don't catch COVID again, I feel more and more comfortable. And in in combination with the two things, the fact that I I I read a lot of stuff about this from like reputable places, not like fucking Patriot seventeen seventy six dot blogspot dot Q or whatever, <laughs> but like real doctors saying more and more to, going more and more towards the side of natural immunity. Other countries have like allowed natural immunity to to sat- satisfy mandates and stuff like that like you know they're equivalent to people showing a vaccine card and all that if you can show your antibody count or however the hell they do it so that plus the fact that i'm also still very covid conscious like i wear masks everywhere and i wash my hands constantly and i sanitize my anything that has been out like my phone or my wallet you know i sanitize it if i touch money i wash my hands you know so i'm taking precautions like I always did, probably more than most people, I would say. And I have natural immunity, and those two things make me feel more more confident. So that's the answer to your question, Rob. That plus the fact that I've been to several card games now, like seven or eight times, I think, something like that. I'm winning a shit ton of money, and I and I feel good about my surroundings. So that allows me to go to the next level and go to a casino. And I don't foresee myself getting COVID. If I do, I'll fucking deal with it. Like, what, what can I tell you? It's yeah. Like, I am vaccinated on top of my natural immunity. I feel pretty safe. I'm half vaccinated, okay. I guess. Vaccinated. There's a guy at a guy at uh, a guy at poker who's like, oh, he's half vaccinated, half Puerto Rican, half a Jew. I said, <laughs> only one of those things is true. I am half vaccinated. I'm zero percent Puerto Rican and a hundred percent Jew. Why does he think you're half Puerto Rican? Because he's a racist. Because I told him my father's from Spain, and he thinks that that means I'm Puerto Rican. They don't differentiate. <laughs> Jesus Christ! <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> Everybody's just Puerto Rican to this guy. Well, I'm also excited now that uh, we get more poker poker stories. You know, like uh, now that oh. now that. Uh, Dorinsky is uh, back at the games. We get some, get some new we'll characters. See. Are we'll there see. new people now uh, at the table that you haven't seen before? 
yeah, there's a guy named Q-Tip. What? Uh, <laughs> Is he Puerto Rican? No, he's just a real skinny guy with a big head. They call him Q-Tip. <laughs> uh, oh, not the guy from uh, A Tribe Called Quest? <laughs> no, no, imagine. Wow, that would be great. No, he's very much the like negative of that guy. He's the wormy, uncool, you know, like just very white guy. I see. I see. Well, 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 this should be fun. Um, uh, it'll, it'll be a good time. And, and no I pressure, Darren, to, but every week bring it in your character. Yeah, sure. You got it. Well, like, the casino stories casino. are great. Yeah, I'm sure the casino is going to be phenomenal, especially because uh, you said this is going to be a Philadelphia casino. Not to give out which one it is, right? There's more than one. <laughs> Fucking guys, you put a <laughs> GPS tracker on my ankle or something. For fuck's sake. <laughs> All right, let's change topics so so that, so that we stop doxing Darren here. Uh, <laughs> let's talk about Davis State. Davis State in the news again, talking about his favorite or our favorite topic for him to talk about, which is uh, the story about which is him discussing his friendship with Metallica and not understanding what their problem is. <laughs> uh, Darren, did you get the link that I sent you? Today? I did. Okay, so the crux of the discussion is that Dave Mustaine uh, does not understand why Metallica never asks Megadeth to tour with them. <laughs> Which it's so funny based on like all the stories we've talked about on the show previously. Uh, and just to give a little context. Uh, well, one of the stories is that Davis Day has gotten into a big royalty dispute with Lars Ulrich the last two years over the uh, No Life to Leather demo, which was the first ever like official Metallica release. And apparently Lars wants credit on, well, on songwriting credit on a song that Dave Mustaine knows that only he and James Hetfield wrote on, and he refuses to give Lars any of the songwriting credits because it's not the truth, and Dave is a is a arbiter of truth, and so they're they are unable to release re-release this demo because of this holdup, and I'm sure it's something that Doc uh, is not too happy about. Beyond that. I remember they did those big four shows, and we've covered this on the show exhaustively. Uh, the big four, of course, Metallica, Slayer, Megadeth, Anthrax, and Megadeth constantly making headlines. First, they thought it was unfair that Slayer was going on after them. Then they almost didn't perform at the New York show. Uh, Davis said he was having some sort of neck issues preventing him from performing and the like putting the whole thing in disarray to the point that they flew out all the members of Exodus to to be to potentially fill in for Megadeth because of this drama that he's saying. And after all of this, Dave Mustaine is wondering why hasn't Metallica gave, given me a call? So let's let's get to these quotes. This is in a new issue of Guitar World. And I have to say, I'm so happy whenever uh, Megadeth releases a new album because it means we get all of these long-form interviews with Dave where we really, uh, uh, where he really exposes his id. I got to say, and I'm going to read this quote, but there's a little like intro blur, like a, like a intro okay. sentence like that is very funny to me. <laughs> That I have to read also. Do it. It says this is that, from the PRP. 
Right. I thought it was the prep. I thought it was like the, <laughs> the, the <laughs> HIV prevention website. <laughs> it's the uh, Pimp Rock Palace. That's what oh, it okay. <laughs> really? stood for. Wow. Well, like it came out, like this guy started this website when he was a teenager doing new metal news. So mm. it makes more sense in that context. Wait, go that ahead. sounds like someone I know. Who? Oh, me? <laughs> yeah. He, I mean, he was, was around when I was doing uh, my, my site too. Yeah. Did he have a public access show on BCAT first? No, he didn't do oh, all okay. that stuff. Uh, that this is so. This is the intro that I think is funny in context with what he's saying. That trend has continued in a new interview with Guitar World. While Mustaine asserted that he is not in competition with Metallica, <laughs> he does not enjoy the way he perceives his input and impact on the band has been downplayed. First of all, yes, you are in competition with Metallica. Let's be real. It's okay. Your we whole understand. that's like your whole driving instinct for your your yeah. career. It's the whole driving instinct for everything he ever fucking says to anybody ever. Like he can't talk about his grocery list without Metallica coming. But anyway, here's like the Washington generals to Metallica's (laughs) Harlem Globetrotters. But that's still just because you lose all the time doesn't mean it's not a competition. But I would argue, Sid, that he is the Washington generals, except if the generals were better than any other basketball team in the world. Like he's yeah, the generals lose all the time. He wins against everyone except Metallica. Like he's a seven-time platinum. Yeah, are you kidding? Well, we've me? never like, seen the generals go against any other team besides the Globetrotters. Well, that was very but also, also, I really that. feel, I really feel like there is a contingent of Megadeth fan, and I feel like uh, of perhaps I would say more educated metal fans, like people that dive deeper, that would argue that Megadeth's output is better than Metallica's output, right? You know, Me like too. there's been pl- there's been plenty of victories for him to have where he doesn't have to have this chip on his shoulder anymore. Well, this is what we're getting at. Here's yeah. the important part, though, Rob. The important part is uh, those accomplishments are not big to him. So <laughs> right. He wants to win the money race. That's and the yeah. fame and the fame. Yeah. He wants to play with Lady Gaga. Yeah, exactly. He doesn't like that they get all the mainstream. That they are the yeah. mainstream avatar for a metal band. Like he, he thinks it should be him. Cameo. They got to work with Lou Reed. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So here's the quote. Remember, oh, he's lecturing. He's doing a TED talk. Remember, Metallica got a big head start. And he did so on the back of what I helped create. They became one of the biggest bands in the world. And here's one of the biggest bands wasting their breath trying to discredit me by saying, Dave's not a good guitar player. Excuse me? What the fuck did you just say? I think I wrote many of the songs that made you famous. Not true. Come on. He wrote like three songs on their first album yeah. that came out when they were like 19. no he wrote stuff on the on ride the landing too with some of it that's didn't i don't were they famous yet they were famous like master of puppets when they toured with ozzy osbournes when they became like mainstream famous yeah okay that's fair yes i would say they 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 became famous among metal heads based on his songs i would think that was a fair statement but, come but on, also when were... did they say he's not a good guitar player yeah. Also, they credit him as inventing thrash. Like they don't argue that point. He's you know what? Credit. I think I have a theory here. I saw a video. This was like a semi-viral video I saw where someone took a video of Kirk Hammett uh, at, reacting to some jerk-off bands, like a no-name band, 
like what the fuck is this? this look at this solo this is garbage like they probably played him a bunch of different tracks yeah and yeah. And, and he's reacting to that and someone inserted dave <laughs> megadeth's new new album and they're like wow kirk hammett reacts to mustaine's new album with like nine exclamation points See, and maybe he saw so, that. And he might have seen it. that. Yeah, you fucking Kirk. What believe you? it. He also has said that uh, Kirk Hammett was credited with solos that he wrote. So maybe, oh, like yeah. you're saying, maybe, uh, maybe he felt like he did write some some of the songs on Master of Puppets that he just wasn't credited for. But I agree with you that Master of Puppets is their breakthrough. Uh, that's when they they really blew up, and that was way past the point that he was in the band. Like he was already doing his own. Thing. He was already, but I guess I guess his argument though is uh, that he created the blueprint for them. Like like he created the song structure, I, the stuff that like th- that they built upon to become fame. Like without his input, since they weren't good songwriters when they first started with him, he's he yeah. he like trained them. Which it's like all right, whatever. But you're moving yeah. the goalposts, Rob, for for Dave because yes, he yes. said he said he didn't say I wrote the blueprint. He said I think I wrote many of the songs that made you famous. Like that's a very specific statement. Yeah. So he's 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 pinning himself down, and it's definitely not accurate. Uh, well, anyway, uh, but there's a little more here. But this is the shit those guys say, and you've got the sheep who follow them around believing it. <laughs> Sheeple. Master of Puppets turns the frogs gay. <laughs> we see it all the time, folks. <laughs> you start on Ride the Lightning. Then by the time you get to load, you're drinking loads. <laughs> well, we, know what it, uh, we know what it's all about. And then you reload. Come on, people. <laughs> I'm coming. <laughs> Uh, when asked later what he thinks about his lasting influence on Metallica, Mustaine responded, In the early days, I was the only guy guitar player in the band and wrote some of the songs that ended up on their earlier records. So for a guy who couldn't play guitar, I sure did fucking influence things. The only reason James... They have to... This is a metal site. It says they have to bracket... Hetfield, Metallica, vocalist, guitarist. Uh, <laughs> well, on, you gotta provide context. Did you do that, Rob? When he, when no, he did Mustaine not. was doing a rant. Well, if Mustaine, no, I wouldn't. <laughs> but he was doing a rant and said, "James, don't you just to trust your audience to know who James is?" Yes. Okay. Thank you. All right. Anyway, <laughs> the only reason James Headfield Metallica vocalist guitarist even played <laughs> guitar early on was that we couldn't find anyone else. Also, early on. James was terrified to talk to the crowd, and I would look at him and say, talk, man. Get up there and fucking talk. But James didn't do it. He stayed in the background, and he's the fucking singer. That's how That's how it was until I left. Uh, I don't think left would, would yeah. quite uh, describe how you left the band, but anyway. Uh, James only started talking to the audience after I left. That's not true. I've seen videos where where James Hetfield is like doing banter where they're in some little shitty club in L.A. or whatever, and Dave Mustaine is there. And also, is that really what Metallica is most known for? Their stage banter? Like, who cares? (laughs) (laughs) Like, whatever. All right. I don't know. Darren, what what was your question? I've seen like old, old clips of the Metallica playing in some 300 person venue, and Dave Mustaine is in the band, and James Hetfield is doing banter. 
Like that's not a true statement, is it? Uh, no, I've seen the I've seen it where it is Davis saying, like, no, I have seen that man. too. I've seen that too, but I've also seen yeah. James Hetfield doing it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think he eventually got out of it, but it's like, and it's like, what are you even like? You were babies. You're like sixty now. You're literally sixty now, and you're talking about forty years right. ago. You're right. like still bringing that up. Like, get over it. Yeah. How well, dare those just... other guys get better at stuff? Yeah. Right. Exactly. <laughs> also, uh, you know, happens. like what's it was confusing me. Like he keeps saying, like uh, those guys are saying, I'm not a good guitarist, and I'm like, I never remember. Like I exhaustively <laughs> covered both anything, any breath that Metallica and Megadeth made up until about uh, a year and a half ago. And I don't remember any of this. And I'm like, where is he getting this from? Did something happen in the last year that I'm no. not, which I, and the only thing I found was former Megadeth guitarist, Jeff Young, uh, a few days ago, I guess it's only a few days ago, he said that uh, Mustaine can play the songs that that uh, that he wrote in 1989 because he can't play them or sing them anymore. Nobody can look at Vince Neil. I mean, <laughs> Metallica yeah. can't play their own song, they're, but they're cool with it. Like, they joke about it. But Dave's hurt by it because those guys, for better or for worse, they you could say what you want about the Metallica guys' personalities, and they, a lot of them are fucked up and have problems. But they developed a personality, like they, they have some personality outside of being in Metallica. I feel like Dave Mustaine, you know, how we're all 14, 15, we are kind of drifting through life, we don't know exactly what we want to do with ourselves, and we're sort of not fully formed people, which is normal. But he shortly after, before finishing that process, joined a band and got kicked out of it for being uh, disruptive. And he's stuck in that frame. Like he's 60 years old and he's still like mentally 17. And still wondering why they don't want him coming on tour with them to right. be that person every day on the road. Like that. It's they, so... they didn't want to work with you then. They still don't. Let, nothing's yeah. changed. They're not scared of you. They just don't like being around you that much. And, and it's so funny because it's like, yeah, like maybe they don't want you coming up to them pitching an all-star oh group God. every day. Like maybe they don't want you around every day being like, hey, I don't want you to play that song because I wrote that riff. How come you didn't invite me out for the encore? What the fuck? I'm right here. <laughs> It's just amazing how he doesn't recognize this thing that's obvious to like yeah. to me at least, and I assume everybody else, which is that he his entire personality is being in Metallica. His entire personality is being a member of Metallica, and it's been denied him. So he has no personality. He's never allowed himself to develop a real personality that isn't tied to that. So he's his life is a constant fight to get into Metallica so that he can have his life back. And then he sort of resents his like present bandmates because they've never been in Metallica. Yeah, well, you suck. You're not in Metallica. Get out of here. <laughs> Go jerk off on a video stream with a young girl. To have like recordings of his therapy sessions. Oh my god. Do he think he goes to therapy? I don't. Th I was just gonna say. You it's don't think very he ever clear. Did? It's Maybe, very, yeah. I, I uh, no with no lasting it. effect. Oh no, yeah, clearly, no. He just wanted clearly to clearly it heard. didn't last because this this clearly is a person who has 40 years of unchecked feelings. Like like if oh. you if he had he spent any time consistently in therapy actually 
like addressing this and like hitting it head on and talking and thinking about it and processing it, he would not be this repetitive with his like, no, of course. With, with, this, with this, these cries for help. <laughs> Rob, I would go one further than you and say if he went to therapy, he, even if it didn't solve anything, I think it would make him at least self-aware enough to not say this to every reporter that puts a recorder. In his <laughs> yes, I agree with that. And I think also he's notorious for doing the like Elon Musk thing of like anybody that kind of talks back to him or like, like doesn't acknowledge his, you know, lunacy uh, or his like bubble that he's created is is kicked out is fired oh yeah right uh there's a little more here uh speaking Please. further on his relationship with metallica now he offered i wanted things to that's the perfect way to describe what mustaine says by the way he offered this he's offering this. nobody <laughs> nobody accepts what he says but he's offering it to everybody he approached this reporter online for the urinal and <laughs> listen i'm not working right now you right <laughs> pissing i wanted I things to be <laughs> i had a bronco he kicked that too <laughs> um, i wanted things to be reconciled and to be friends but for whatever reason they didn't and metallica is re represented by the same age pause pause for whatever, forever, reason. whatever reason <laughs> for whatever reason they did it's it no so we know the reason they don't We've like you. them yeah <laughs> they don't like you you almost broke their mega million dollar band up uh let's see uh you're you're standing in the way of them re-releasing old material because, yes. oh, because of like weird you know petty reasons you're constantly shit talking them anytime a guy's at a urinal with you and happens to be a journalist <laughs> uh okay uh, uh, I've asked our agent, your Metallica's agent, too. Why won't those guys play with us? What are they afraid of? The fact is simple. The world wants to see Megadeth and Metallica play together. Does Megadeth need Metallica? No. Yes. <laughs> but. Of course, there's a but. Is Megadeth the only one talking about it, though? Yes. yes. <laughs> no. <laughs> but Metallica talks about their fans, but they don't give them what they've been asking for. Well, I think they give them quite a lot. <laughs> they're doing like 97 shows. They're 58 years old each, you know? Like, come on. I think their fans are pretty happy. What are they afraid of? I don't know. It's not <laughs> me. It's them. Now, this kind of, this is the vibe of like, a battered housewife. I was about to say the exact that, same thing. That's like, that's like, like, kids, why won't your dad just talk to me? Like, it's yeah. not me. It's him. This poor but, agent. Uh, but it also, it's just like, when you're trying to get somebody to do something, going with what are you afraid of is not the best negotiation tactic. <laughs> like, Is he even <laughs> negotiating at this point, though? Like, I think he's just venting. Yeah, this, this, this seems like his uh, the ultimate last resort, like you yeah, know, going public maybe. with his vent. Because again, remember, remember again, like I have to go back to that time period where he kept in every interview being like, "Oh, 
you know, we talked about it. And I'd always love to do a super group with me and Ellison and Lars and James. And like, he kept talking about it so much that finally he was like, yeah, they finally called me and were like, stop talking about this. And it's like, what did I say? You know, like, you're, do you guys remember that? Like, little moment? Oh, yeah, for and sure. And so it's like, I feel like he's going to get this very similar phone call because like he says, they have the same booking agent. So like it's with it. So it's not the booking agent because it would be within the booking agent's best interest to book Metallica with an another band that he books, because that means he's in a sense, double dipping the, he gets the guarantee of the headliner and the guarantee of the opener. He gets a cut of, of both. So for the booking agent, he would want to do this. And he, I'm sure he proposed it. Hey, what about Metallica and Megadeth on the stadium thing? And they were like, nah, let's get Pantera. <laughs> let's get five figure death punch. Let's get literally anybody else. But you know that, like, Dave does this for a reason because that phone call that he gets from Metallica telling him to shut up whenever he does something like this, those few minutes between when he finds out there's a call from someone in Metallica to when he gets on the phone and hears what it is are like the happiest minutes in his life. Because maybe that call is finally going to be the, yeah, you know what? We were wrong. We want to go on tour with you. And he gets to live in those minutes. And that's everything to him. And then, of course, he picks up and it's Lars saying, dude, shut the fuck up. Enough. And it's crushed. But then, you know, a few years pass and the cycle repeats and he gets another few minutes of that anticipation and that possible ecstasy. That's everything for him. I think my favorite thing we do here on RIPL Livecast is our years of psychoanalyzation of why David State does what he does. I don't think you will get that on any other podcast. We, I don't think anybody knows the psyche of David State better than we, and we don't really know him. We don't know what happens backstage. We don't know how many, how many lines of cocaine he's doing or if he's not doing it or what else he's doing or what amphetamines he might be fed, if any. Who knows? But we, we thank him for constantly providing us with so much entertaining material to analyze. Yes, I just want to read a couple of comments because the first comment perfectly summed up this thing. And it says, excuse me, sir, this is a Wendy's. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Uh, and then there's another good one here um, that says, I will post this just once more because it's very much deserved. And so it's apparently an interview uh, between uh, Lamb Goat and Greg from the. Uh, oh, yes. That's so funny because I was just thinking about this quote. Uh, <laughs> please read that. It says, this story is insane, but not in the way you'd expect. One day we were uh, all... And, and, hold on. Just, just to give the context, Greg is talking about uh, Dillinger Escape Plan was on Gigantor, the Megadeth tour, and he mm. was asked if, there's, if he had any stories about Dave Mustaine. Okay. Uh, one day we were all in the catering area of this club. Fuck, what was it? The one in Milwaukee. Eagles Ballroom? I think that's it. Well, in the catering room, there were all these collages on the walls with pictures of musicians on them. Right in the center of one of them, there was a, a big picture of Glory Days James Hetfield, like 1987 Hetfield with the white ESP Explorer roaring like a lion. Mustaine walks in and starts looking at all the collages, oh, gets yeah. to that one, and just stares at the Hetfield picture for like three minutes. 
we're all like, holy shit, look, look, he's going to have a fucking freak out or a breakdown or something. Then he walks over to an open window, leans on the windowsill, and just stares out the window for 15 to 20 minutes. <laughs> oh, my God. It was pretty intense. Just the shit that must have been going through his head. He was obviously affected. It was crazy just seeing 25 years of metal history colliding in that dude's head. Jesus Christ. Someone oh. should have just pushed him. Yeah. This is just <laughs> Can you also please push me? (laughs) That's the other thing. Like Metallica's success is constantly haunting him. It's everywhere. He sees it everywhere he goes. Well, you know how much of a bigger band they are than him. Yeah. I can't believe he's made it 60 years. I feel like he would have jumped out that window a long time ago. It's Um, it's wild. It really is like. and you feel bad, like th- just to not be happy in your actual success, and to always just, Ugh. you know, you know. <laughs> Dave reminds me. We were talking about poker earlier. There's a guy in the poker world, like a famous poker player named Phil Helmuth. Do either of you guys know? About I've, him? I've heard the name for sure. He's kind of crossed over to be like a well-known mainstream poker player. He reminds me of Dave Mustaine a lot in his personality because he was a famous, he was great at poker when, before poker blew up, like poker had an internet boom around 2003 and it became like everyone started playing Hold'em before that. He used to win the world series of poker all the time. Like he was a young upstart in the eighties, I guess in the early nineties all through the 90s, won millions and millions of dollars. And then all these people started playing poker, getting other some of them obviously getting very good at it. And he can't stand it. Like he he's not the best poker player. He's about 50 now. He's not old, old, you know, but he's like not the best poker player in the world yeah. anymore. But he still claims to be the best poker player in the world. He's all he'll, the same thing. He'll go right up to anybody at the urinal and start telling you how great <laughs> he is. When they when he's in a televised game, he loses a big hand. He snaps on them. There's so many great internet videos of him snapping on people. Like, you believe this? Honey, he called me with Queen 10. You believe this? And he wins. Isn't that amazing? He starts yelling to his wife, you know, just calls these people. They wouldn't know how to spell poker. Like, he just starts screaming at people. And, like, he always does these long podcast interviews about how all these kids today, they play with math. They don't know how to read people. Fucking analytics ruining the game, man. Just like in basketball, baseball. It's exactly that. He's like, it makes amazing. the game boring. Uh, you just the kids play with their hoodies, their faces are down. They play with math, and they win more money than me. And it's not fair, and you know that kind of shit. So he's just a lunatic, but he has the I feel like the same tendencies that Dave Mustaine has. Like he wishes he still lives in 1992. You know, he Dave lives in 1982. Yeah. I'm looking at these comments, uh, <laughs> and somebody else is asking. Did anyone in Metallica really say Dave Mustaine can't play guitar? Uh, that's a new one to me, and no one can find yeah, a quote. No. And somebody reenacts what they imagine happened, which is Lars calling Dave Mustaine going, uh, Lars says, you can't play guitar. Dave Mustaine hangs up the phone before Lars can finish. In our band anymore. <laughs> <laughs> that's probably what happened. I, I'm sticking to my theory. I think he saw that viral video and thought it was real. Oh my hammered. god! I well, hope couldn't you see it. that? Couldn't yes, you see that I could absolutely see that. Yes, absolutely. It's hey, like what was it when Iron Sheik used to go on the Stern show and they'd have uh, what was it? Artie Lang pretend to be like Hulk Hogan calling him out. And he thought wonderful. it was actually Hulk Hogan, and he'd get all like, irritated. They also had Artie Lang do the Iron Sheik. He put on the Iron <laughs> Sheik, and he was like, "I'm the real Iron Sheik. <laughs> that <laughs> motherfucker's a fake Iron Sheik." And he got so mad. I'm the real. <laughs> 
I think that's where I got that I'm the real quote from. (laughs) I think I'm not 100. That is a classic. Classic Howard. I'm the real. (laughs) No, that's from one of the shoots. Oh, is it? Yeah, I think that that sounds like RF video audio. (laughs) (laughs) It doesn't sound like clear, serious XM audio. Maybe it's my app distorting it. Uh, yeah, I, I just looked it up, and that Davis Davis stayed talking about uh, the super group and a pitch he keeps making to da- James and Lars was from 2012, where God damn. James Hetfield <laughs> James Hetfield was interviewed and talked about reconnecting with Mustaine and how he wishes Mustaine would learn how to keep his mouth shut. Uh, that's me editorializing. Here's yeah. the quote. Uh, I think, especially with Dave, with all of his struggles, I see him healthier now. I see him as less of a bitter guy, <laughs> less of a bitter guy. Uh, but I do still see a lot of stuff in the press with him talking about jamming with us and making an album, all this other crazy stuff. I read it and say to myself, hold on. This is the Dave we kind of wanted to forget about. <laughs> you know, the big mouth that just wants to go, go, go. But uh, there is an authenticity about him when he speaks. He doesn't think... He he doesn't think too much before he does. <laughs> oh man! Backhanded compliment. He's an he authentic goes, idiot. He just goes off the cuff. Plus, when he says stuff like that, it's well intended. Like God, so what? condescending. Jesus. Like you can, but but you can also see matter. though. But you can also see clearly this is a guy who has been to therapy, who has been reflective, and can can at least empathize with why Dave Mustaine is behaving the way he is, whereas David State has zero of this kind of reflection. You sure he's not doing that just to troll him by being more gracious and that just pisses Dave off more? I mean, it could be a, a Trump-esque performance of, <laughs> of dry, bitter sarcasm. But He's nice, but even uh, though he's really stupid. He's very nice. Nice guy. Not bad. Not great, but he's okay. There's an authenticity to him when he speaks. <laughs> he doesn't also- think too much before he does. Yes. He speaks very off the cuff. I can relate. Uh, this So there have been people kicked out of bands, uh, angry at the band for kicking them out, recovered, and made up and toured with them again in the time since that interview of 2012. <laughs> and he's still bitching. <laughs> Do you realize how long ago that was? This is not 2012 he got kicked out of the band. This is like yeah. 2012. He had a flare up about his being kicked out of the band. No, no 2012. They're reconciled. They're like in in good. This is they're in good graces a little because this was shortly after the I believe 30th anniversary where they invited him on stage. He performed and uh, Lloyd Grant and uh, Ron McGovney were on stage for that. Yeah, stage. yeah, yeah. They Everybody they got every that pissed him off more probably. Like no, it should have been just me. Yeah, <laughs> he brought up every scrap that was ever in Metallica. That's not fair. I don't want that. That's like throw me a bullet. I wrote the song. What did Lloyd Grant do? Uh, that's the best is that like, there was something a few weeks ago, I forget what it was exactly that Mustaine said, like about, you know, when Metallica first started something, something and Ron, Ron McGovney tweeted, like, that's not how I remember it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think whatever it was, we talked about it on the show. Yeah. But I yeah, also yeah. Can't remember. That's not what Dave said in my Uber when I was driving him to the airport last week. <laughs> <laughs> I, I love that. Even even Ron McGovney has to speak up as like uh, uh, QA. He for was Dave there. Lies. He knows yeah. what happened. <laughs> Okay, it was Dave Mustaine said he was the alpha male in the band, and Rob McGovney pushed back on that. It's from September. Well, 
all seven of his followers uh, heard, <laughs> heard that story. <laughs> one of them, yeah, one of them uh, just to blabbermouth off. That's how it got out. <laughs> one of the seven followers. Uh, Fuck you, Ron. <laughs> Shit up. Wishing nothing but the best. Uh, I mean, he's pressing on. He's got a career, lots of money, beautiful family. Yeah, Just be happy. Got... Just be happy. You're, what is he, 65 years old-ish? He's older than all of Metallica, right? Yeah. I think that's the other thing. Is he's, oh. Yeah, he sees them. Oh, wait, I think is uh, Lars older than him? How old is Lars? He is I think uh, 59. And who's the youngest one? James, right? Is the youngest one, I think. I think James is also Kirk is the youngest. James oh. is 59. I'm not counting Kirk. Trujillo. Oh, Kirk is 60. Damn. Oh, okay. I'm not counting Trujillo. I mean, like original Metallica guys. Trujillo is the youngest, I'm sure. Well, no, isn't uh, Cliff the youngest? He's still only 24. Oh, that's right. Frozen in time. <laughs> Oh, the bus oh. was only six years old. <laughs> the baby, the baby <laughs> bus. Why you flip over on the cliff, Burton? Little, little driver, why you flip over the baby bus? <laughs> Mustaine was born before Cliff was born, so he is he he is technically older. I tell the bus driver drive down to the Georgia. <laughs> you bring the baby bus with you and you kill the fucking baby bus. You bring the bus to the Europe. Why are we in Europe? I want to go to Georgia see my friend Chris Benoit. Why is the chic Italian? It's a spicy meatball. All right. And I, I always think of. I was thinking when he's doing that rant, what we never get to when he says, Why are you killing the, the baby Daniel? The next line, he's sitting next to the honky tonk man. And the honky tonk man goes, You should have killed your damn self. That's what you should have done first. <laughs> I love that. He's I so love that he calls him honky tonky. Honky tonky man. You know, so that came into Monday Night Raw because Sustantino Morella started saying honky tonky man. Because Santino Morella had that spicy meet the ball character, like uh -huh. he really speaks English perfectly, but he used to be like as if he was from from Italy, and he used to he had the intercontinental title. So every day he would come out, and it was like the honky meter. And I have had the belt now one hundred and forty days. I'm going to pass the honky tonky man to break the record. <laughs> I used to love that so guy. Good. Uh, <laughs> bless the shiki baby. Yeah. Hey, he's pressing on too. And he's not as, I mean, he's less angry than Dave Mustaine is, if you could believe that. He's yeah, less he's angry than Hulk Hogan. Out, I feel in recent years. Maybe at therapy. <laughs> he, had the, he had the Iranian therapy where they take that big bat that they use to do the exercises <laughs> and they just beat you over the fucking head with it till you stop whining. Rob, is that the kind of therapy you have? Oh, come on. Come on. No. It's a yes or no question. Don't dodge. No. No, that's pretty, that's good. <laughs> uh, let's see what else is going on in the world. Come on, guys. <laughs> <Done it! laughs> uh, oh, okay, so it's NBA All-Star Week. 
which is exciting. Anything interesting happen? I haven't followed it. I mean, not yet. Tonight's the three point contest and slam dunk contest. So oh, we'll not, not that. I meant like any news, like Twitter beefs or drama. Not that I've heard of yet. Oh, okay. Boring. <laughs> but there is some uh, new tech that the NBA yes. is debuting. Yeah. So I guess they had a business conference because this is their big weekend. And uh, Commissioner Adam Silver, uh, this is what they're blowing their money on uh, instead of actually paying the players uh, a larger percentage of their profits. Instead, they're they're doing R&D on this sort of thing. Ahmad Rashad, please come out. All right, man. Ahmad Rashad looking good. He looks exactly the same as he did when Michael Jordan was playing. It's crazy. Yeah. He said, I'm not ready to come out. <laughs> what are you doing to me? You adding me here? Hurt? No, no. Well, all right. So this should come up. Quick, let's pa- pause right. for a second, Rob. Now. I want you both to guess Ahmad Rashad's age. Okay. I guess 57. No, 57. I'll go. 64. 73. Man. Oh, wow. Wow. How I guess that makes so sense. Fucking good? That makes sense because he was already retired and doing sports casting in the 80s i guess yeah but like he looks exactly the same there's no way that man is 73 years old it's crazy yeah. i will I was... also say i don't know if either of you guys are watching the show shrinking on apple no harrison ford is on it yeah I saw that. that man is 80 fucking years old he looks so good he's doing another also, uh, he, uh, another he, indiana jones yeah he's had he's had work done though has he like yeah, but that's a perfect right. example. He's had tasteful work done that I approve mm-hmm. of. I, he doesn't look like the cat lady or something. And he's still like yeah. awake and aware. Like he's not a mumbling, stumbling corpse like certain other people in their late seventies or early eighties that we know of. He's Harrison Ford. He's like the best mm-hmm. thing on that fucking show. He's hilarious. He's got a little bit of the old man lip, and that's like you know that you get into the old man thing, but it's fine. Yeah. Like it's just very small and hardly noticeable. Yeah. But Ahmad Rashad had that Felicia Ayers Allen Rashad like love juice. That's what it is. She's like Are they healing. still together? I don't know. I don't know, but he had it for a long time. Yeah. Beautiful woman. Now it's like I'm the healing powers. Walk around you and just scan your body. Oh right? no, they're not together anymore. I guess they split up in two thousand one. Oh wow. But she's still Felicia one? Rashad. She must have really loved him. Yeah. But also that's just how she's known. You know, like that's how she's known. If you hate the guy enough, you'd change your name back. She'd get known for something else, you know. But also, if you hate him enough, it could be like a big fuck you. Like, haha, I still got your name, you bitch. You think he'd care about that? Your money. I think he'd be like, ah, he used to love me so much. He still got my name, motherfucker. I'm now on Felicia Rashad's Wikipedia page. And I don't know if you guys are aware, but she's had three husbands. Ahmad was the most recent. The first husband's name was William Lancelot Bowles Jr. Damn. Okay. I know that. That's all. All right. Go on. Lancelot. All right. So so he's do so Adam yeah. Silver is doing Utah. a scan. The jazz were purple. Of uh, Ahmad Rashad's uh, body. Full body. Full body, and it's very natural because he's making a modern shot stand still with his hands at his side, as one naturally does. And this puts you in an NBA game or something. So, what do you think? What do you think this? What do you think this does, Darren? I think it scans you into a game, and then you can do like three sixty dunks and shit into the video game, right? Or it's some maybe some media that's not a game, but you can watch yourself 
Dunk. Almost done. Mm-hmm. Yeah, people see us. You pretty much nailed so it. I'm nervous. More or less. I'm nervous about you. I'm nervous about your back. But hold on. Wait till you see the exit. All right, smile for a second. All right, got it. All right. All right. Right. When Sid showed right. me this, I, right. my assumption was like, oh, so you can now like just insert yourself into like NBA 2K. Like you could play as yourself in NBA. Like this is how easy it is. To so that, that I think they've had for a while. Okay. Well, your face, you could scan your face, yeah. but your whole body, I, I didn't, I don't think. This is, uh, you can fuck all the basketball wives. Is that <laughs> <laughs> Only a Madrashad can do that, though. That's oh, unlocked painless. at his level. All right. I got it. All right. So now come over here. Let's look at this screen. Also, Adam Silver, I couldn't place it, but he sounds exactly like John Waters. Yeah, <laughs> he does. Right. And he looks like no, uh, Dr. Evil lost a lot of weight. <laughs> See this. Go back into that mode now of we're at in the app. And now the menu is going to come back up. And so, look, we've inserted you in the avatar selection. And then see where the red is going. You could choose different players. Yeah. So then we're going to pick Horton Tucker. And then where that, where Horton Tucker is, so this will be in a live game, you will be inserted into the game. You'll be making all the same movements he was, but it'll look like it's your body. Does he have my skills? We'll, we'll see. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yes, he right, starts to yeah. suck. All right, so go ahead and roll that. So you were... <laughs> There's that shirt. <laughs> there, there, there he is. I'm done. That's pretty good. But this isn't the video game. This isn't to a live televised NBA you game. That? You could just you're, insert you're yourself into the NBA game. Right. And, and Who look wants at how this? Why? Like this? This does not look like Ahmad Rashad. No. And also very unfair for them to give him his titties. <laughs> Yeah, they, haven't, but, they haven't hammered that technology out yet. Where you can get rid of the, the, yeah, the tech the, the did capture how uncomfortable he looked while standing there being scanned because he looked yeah. his avatar looked equally uncomfortable. Like man, couldn't like, you make me thirty? What the fuck? When <laughs> when they when Adam Silver says this is a live game that you are inserting yourself into, my head exploded. Like this is what they're wasting their money on. Who? Like you could only do this on like an iPad. Like like why? And Why? How, how far does it go? Like at halftime, do you see yourself like going to the back and taking a shit? Like <laughs> how far? Well, no, it's only after the, game, the camera goes on him to take a shit. Then yes, yeah, are exactly. It's only when the camera's on that person, your avatar replaces the person. It's like it's so <laughs> stupid. Dusty Rhodes Buffler says he wants to do this with porn. There Probably you go. Can. That is where oh, the technology I'm is sure go. I don't think that porn producers didn't see this Adam oh Silver God. video and immediately emailed their developers like, we need this yesterday. <laughs> I disagree with that. I don't want to like watch myself do porn. Like, that's like I don't want to see that. That's not entertaining. You don't. There are definitely people who will. Yeah, you don't dot, dot, dot. <laughs> okay. Not like... But also, then you have to like scan yourself fully nude, right? And you'd need to scan yourself erect. I could see wanting to fuck the girl in real life, but to watch a video of you fucking the girl, I don't see. What if it, like you scan yourself and then it's like the creator wrestler mode where you can then like, you know, I can like alter your <laughs> dimension. No, alter your dimensions like like on a on a bar like more so muscle. More yeah, cock. like you with a bigger dick, like like a yeah, more of a beer can dick, less of a beer can dick. <laughs> so you can like, change. The, there's, a, there's a girth slider. 
Yeah. Yes. Yes. Circumcised to uncircumcised slider. Like how how big the foreskin droops. Who knows? I'm frankly shocked if there's not that already. I'll be honest. <laughs> the um, hard the, the hardest pun intended thing there is that it would have to strictly be a web app because you cannot, you know, the Apple App Store does not allow pornography. It's it's these these, these prudes. <laughs> I wonder People why did they trip. why did they choose Ahmad Rashad who's a football guy? Like why is he the guy that has to do this? Because he's sort of after football, he sort of became like a mouthpiece for the NBA. He's more so. I had like, no idea he I was feel, a football yeah, guy. Most people don't even remember that he played football. I thought he just well, did all sports. The Vikings, he was a wide receiver, I believe. Oh, I just remember like my memory of Ahmad Rashad is as the like sideline reporter. He's Michael Jordan's best buddy. That was yeah, like his thing. Exactly. He was always the guy interviewing Michael Jordan. To get Michael Jordan to do this. Oh, my God. Yeah, yeah, right? Michael Jordan is already emailing Adam Silver being like, nobody can scan my likeness without right. getting $30 million. Or nobody could put their fat man titties onto my uh, my video. <laughs> yeah, my video. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> also, Michael Jordan probably thinks he himself could just go into an NBA game right now and do all that stuff. He doesn't need an avatar. He himself yeah. at 60 could do it. He could probably be like a bench player, you know, like decent bench player, right? Yeah, I he get up like bad five to ten minutes, throw up some jumpers. Yeah, I had to watch Space Jam the other day uh, for a class that I'm the in. original, I'm film the classic, the, the, the Space real. Jam classic. And I was in this class with you know like maybe seventy five percent eighteen to twenty two year olds, and there's a few 30 ish people, the mid thirties in the class. I would say I'm guessing, uh, but there's a range and. But the it's so funny because I fucking hate Space Jam, as you know, and all the 18 to 22 people hated Space Jam and everyone in that middle strip, like 25 to 35, loved Space Jam. And they were so offended that I hated. Sp- Not really. Like it was like a fun back and forth they answer. Stunned. They couldn't believe somebody didn't like Space Jam. And I just we had to write a little, you know, we all this in this class, we all read our reaction to whatever the film was. And then it becomes a discussion. The teacher has some lecture points and stuff. And then we all just talk have a back and forth. And they were like, how do you not like Space Jam? I was like, this movie fucking sucks. It's a 90 minute commercial <laughs> and it makes no fucking sense. It may the Looney Tunes live underground <laughs> under our world. And then they go to they never go to space. There's no, there's jamming, but there's no space. The space comes to us, right? Yeah. yeah. The, the monsters are from space. Right. But the jam isn't in space. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good point. That's a very it's fair under point. Under the ground. So anyway, we had this whole back and forth and I think I won them over. I think they started realizing <laughs> that the movie sucks. Nice. <laughs> and then I also made the point about Michael Jordan being, you know, it's kind of very distasteful to after you Start uh, having, you know, people in Thailand and Cambodia make your fucking sneakers for eight cents an hour. And then you sell them to inner city kids that are poor for like nine trillion dollars. And then you do a 90 minute commercial with more you selling more shit. Kind of off putting, but it's on brand, literally. Oh, yeah. 100 percent. Did you know, did we discuss this when we did our Space Jam Patreon episode? 
that I don't know if I I don't know if I just discovered this or if I knew it and forgot and rediscovered it. So that may be the case because my memory sucked. But Space Jam was based on a commercial. Mm-hmm. It was like a five minute Super Bowl ad, uh, in like yeah. Super Bowl twenty five or something. And somebody said we got to make this into a ninety minute movie. It yeah, just- I read like a whole history about it when the second one was announced. That it, how like it was all just a commercial. Like uh, the argument of the article was like your positive memories of Space Jam is all the Mandela effect. Like this is really what happened. Or uh, is it Mandela effect? Or is it like just there was not really any established major internet back then, and nobody knew to look up this stuff. Yeah, maybe. I guess, and also, just all the people who appreciated it were just kids, and now are just adults. And that's fair. There's things I probably like from the '80s that are just horrible cash grabs too. So I understand yeah. that. But but once yeah. you're an adult, you should really reassess that kind of stuff. Well, this is the type of highbrow filled critique you can get from us if you log into our Patreon, patreon.com slash Livecast. We do tons of watch-alongs where we shit on shit. Like our most recent watch-along was Velma, and boy, was that shit. And we shat on it. We shat on it good. We're finding worse and worse stuff to watch, I have to say. Yeah, I think I think it's more fun for us to dissect something bad than like just all agree that like no this is good like we should let's watch this. like this is good like because then we're just know. sitting quietly enjoying it there's no yeah there's but no there have been there have been times we've watched something very good like cube was one of them that was a not a watch along that was a, yeah the discussions are the ones where we talk about good things for the most part we've also disagreed on occasion like Bubba yeah. Hotep I think is one of the best movies I've ever seen the two of you were like meh and Noah Noah liked it you all kind of liked, liked it, it. But you all had were not over the moon about it as I was, so I think we had like a yeah. nice back and well, forth. Well, we also I think you and I had a a different interpretation of what the movie was saying as well. Like we read it differently. I have so, to go back and watch, and so should you, everybody. Yes, uh, and and a review from Dusty Rose Muffler. The Mel the Velma show was rough. I could feel your guys' pain watching that, especially Rob. So you want to feel my pain. Go to patreon.com slash RIPLiveCast. Five bucks a month gets you access to all of our bonus episodes. It's over two years worth of bonus episodes. We do two new episodes a month. And uh, uh, what, what was our top of the month one? I, I've already forgotten it. Uh, oh, wait, I, uh, go ahead. Sorry. I was going to say, before we even do that, I just wanted to quickly ask Dusty, if he's still in the chat, what was it about what that Rob said that you thought he was extra hurt by Velma? I'm just just curious. If you're still around. Uh, oh, the other one was we did sexy links. Like uh, we talked about big dig problems, small dig problems, uh, and all that stuff. Lots of fun stuff. Last month we watched the terrible Sharon Osborne documentary. Yes. So a lot of content on there. Man. Yeah. A whole lot of treasure <laughs> trove. Yeah. We're pretty consistent, if nothing else. We've done this show for 14 years, once a week. Good Lord. Only like maybe 10 or 15 hiccups early on. We never miss one anymore. And just two plus, maybe three years now of uh, of Patreon stuff. A lot of stuff to enjoy. Dessiro's Muffler says, my pain was how I was cringing at the jokes. Jokes. Yeah. At the attempts at humor. Yeah. Uh, yeah. All right. Let's also talk about our Spotify playlist. It's a free playlist on Spotify. Search RIP Alivecast Music Break. You can get it there. And uh, every week we each pick a song. And now there's over 32 hours of music on this playlist. So you can jam it out. 
my pick this week is Glass Casket, who <laughs> uh, just announced their reunion. And I went back and I listened to uh, their excellent album, We Are Gathered Here Today. And uh, and I, I picked uh, track two, The Jam, and so it was said. And it reminded me how much I really, really, really liked this album at the time and how I was sad that these guys didn't uh, break through. Is that about the Space Jam? Yeah. <laughs> no, it's not about the Space Jam. Uh, Darren, what's her pick? My pick was this uh, System of Down cover of the song Snowblind by mm. Black Sabbath. Which Excellent is, cover. As I always talk about on this show, whenever covers come up, uh, I don't like them unless they make the song sound like their own song. And boy, oh boy, does this sound like a System of Down song. Mm-hmm. You would never know that the song was recorded by Black Sabbath. And also, it's on the soundtrack of the Osbournes TV show. Uh, officially released soundtrack, so we're probably giving Sharon Osbourne a few cents uh, by, by promoting this, but I don't care. Good for you. Mazel tov. We're doing our part to uncancel Sharon. And, uh, and uncancel yeah, my- her, too. I hope, she, <laughs> I hope she lives a long life. I don't wish any uh, on her. They really do great covers. They did a great cover of Wu-Tang Clan Shame. Mm-hmm. Uh, my favorite cover is Metro. of this, like, yeah, Metro. Yeah, that's the best one that they did. I thought Because that's just right. like a pop song. Berlin. I believe Berlin, yeah. Mm-hmm. And what about um, Dire Straits? They did that. Uh, what's this? Which one did they do? They did some Dire Straits song. I don't remember. Oh, that. really? Yeah. Look it up. Oh, maybe they only play that live. Uh, Sultan's a Swing? Oh, yeah. Wow. yeah Sultan's a Swing. Huh. Yeah, it's just live. Okay. Interesting. I'll have to check that yeah, out. Never, I never heard it. Like- uh, all right. Well, uh, before we go, I want to. Oh, what does RIP stand for? Well, that and also my playlist pick. RIP stands for oh, yeah. Rob. Rob investing in poker clubs. <laughs> Rob ignoring playlist. Ah, yes, seriously. Uh, so uh, an emerging uh, theme to my playlist picks lately is guy in a band I like died because I'm old, and so that that is this week though. It was only a 51 year old guy, the drummer for the Japanese pop punk band High Standard passed away this week. They were very good 90s uh, Fat Records pop punk band. I saw them open on a few tours of like bands like No Effects and Good Riddance and all that. And they were always like the tightest band on the tour by far. Very like good spirited, happy go lucky, just shredding through these very fast pop punk songs. And uh, Fat Records used to do like samplers they'd put out like for like three dollars or five dollars and you have like 20 or 30 songs by like all the bands of that year on the label and um high standard was always on those samplers and that was like the first time i heard them it was this song it was the song wait for the sun on survival of the fattest which was a great sampler of fat records of that time i don't remember if it was like 97 98 somewhere in there and uh yeah so r.i.p the drummer of high standard i don't know how he died but Sad that he died at 51. Apparently, he didn't have a high standard for living. No, sadly. Sadly, no. He lived hard. He died young. I guess so. I don't know. They didn't release why. I don't know if it was illness or misadventure of some sort. (laughs) Tesla drove off a cliff. Oh, no, imagine. (laughs) God. It was in the crossfire at the the Schwitz when the woman was in her own lane. Someone wanted to come into her lane. (laughs) The collector showed up. Yeah. Collector, he had to be, shoved he had, him out of the way. Yeah, she hit, he hit a wall. 
No, what it was, he was at this venue. They were about to play, and he saw this mural of James Hetfield on the wall. It just got really <laughs> emotional and just jumped out the fucking window. He was also he succeeded where out. Dave Mustaine did not have the courage. I'm envious. <laughs> now I'm mad at that guy too. <laughs> and now Metallica will tour with their remaining members of High Standard just despite. <laughs> They're very in touch with their feelings, and I'm not. <laughs> Damn you. So let's talk about our top livecast fans. Uh, to be a top livecast fan, you join our Patreon at the $10 tier. <clears throat> Everything at the $5 tier, the bonus episodes. Uh, you get Sid's TV doc column, which is also at the $5 tier. Every week, Sid has a column of television recommendations. I keep forgetting to mention. It's lovely. And uh, at the $10 tier, you get a uh, a little shout-out at the end of the show, which is right now. How are we doing the shout-outs, folks? Passive-aggressive Dave Mustaine? <laughs> All right. Stand Let's by. do it. Oh. Okay. Passive-aggressive now. Can you, uh, like, he's, he, oh, the passive-aggressive compliments, you mean? Sure, yeah. Okay. Eric. It's a very generic name, but it suits you. <laughs> Benjamin, same deal. Dan R. Yeah, I can see why you only get one initial, but it's a nice initial. Sam, I am Mindy Mayer's keeper. You know, I'm partly Jewish and I like keepers. Doesn't look too great on your head, but it's fine. <laughs> you know, that's not proper French. I'm an expert. Cattle decaf. Rob a vampiro, you know, the word is vampiro. I hate to break it to you, but that's fine. It sounds okay. No one's going to correct you except me. <laughs> Hugo likes tacos. I'm more of a chimichanga guy myself, but <laughs> tacos are fine, I suppose. Lando Danks, LaCroix. Oh, my God. Carbonated water. Well, you know, it's something. Corey and Scotty H, another guy with a fucking initial. Fuck out of here. I mean, uh, initials are awesome, man. <laughs> Doug Pigman, Douglas, who are you, Leverson? Isn't that that guy with the hunchback that went viral? You, you're, you're him? Oh, well, I guess you made a few good points. And hey, guys, it's Josh. Josh, isn't that a verb? What kind of name is that? Well, at least it's not an adjective. Goodbye, everybody. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>